throw the money at a problem and pray that it goes away. I was required to meet a leading industrialist in Pune a few times during my working days. He was very sharp and forthright. In one meeting, before the meeting began, he was telling us about a technical problem their plant was facing. I asked him, Sir, are you buying that new machine they have developed in Germany? He smiled and said, Mr. Pondelkar, such decisions are taken by our big brother. I understood whom he was referring to, and smiled. Whenever a technical problem arises, a vice president or a general manager goes to the US or Europe, they visit various machine manufacturers. They throw 50 or 100 cores around and buy a machine. And lo, the problem is gone he further said, we don't have that kind of money to throw around. We ask our people to go deep into the problem and resolve it. 99% of the time, our people can solve problems. This type of problem we also face in our personal life. Some issue or the other comes up, and we simply try and buy solutions. Incomes of the middle class are going up rapidly, and life has become too hectic. Health issues come up, weights go out of control. BP and diabetes don't remain far behind. How do you solve the problem? Go to a doctor and buy a package costing a pretty penny. I have used the term throw the money, it also means that we forget that in any situation where we are involved, the responsibility to resolve issues is ours. We cannot just hope that someone else will take that responsibility on our behalf. Take the case of a friend who has some health issues related to muscles and other things. He was advised to exercise, walk and do yoga, and various combinations thereof. Naturally, he did nothing much, and during the next checkup, his doctor was not happy with the progress. There was no progress as he hardly took responsibility for his health situation. After reaching home, he started looking for various options. He saw the advertisement for a renowned fitness expert. When he contacted their office, they marketed their five-day course in a fancy resort in Darjeeling. Travel arrangements were to be made by the participants, the sales guy convinced our friend that the fresh air of Darjeeling would do miracles to his health situation. The course was after three months. The friend achieved two things. He could delay the beginning of his exercise regime by three months. He could throw the money around, RS1.5 slash lakhs 150,000, and hope that all would be well. He told about this decision to anybody he met, including, of course, the fees details. What was the end result? He took a five-day holiday at Darjeeling alone. After coming back home, he tried to follow the same sporadically. The end result was a big zero. A friend's daughter got married and, in due course, she was pregnant. There was a family history of diabetes. The doctor asked her to check for sugar, and diabetes was detected. The doctor said some women become diabetic during pregnancy, but we must keep track. That they kept track in post-pregnancy, too, diabetes continued. The argument was it was impossible to exercise during pregnancy, and post-pregnancy, it was well-nigh impossible to manage it. Raising the child and restarting the job after six months put more pressure, hence there was no exercise. But there was no pressure to eat right and eat less. Blame the rains when we failed to do something right. This continued for a year. Diabetes slowly was going out of control. There are a couple of things that one should know. One's body can simply stop producing sufficient insulin, or some changes in the body can be corrected by medicine. Why bother about these simple things? Go to a fancy doctor who will charge you fat fees, in advance of course. He suggests a diet of things that we generally do not eat. For instance, he suggests that people eat jawar bakri, a Maharashtrian bread. 
How can a Punjabi who has been used to wheat bread since childhood be able to switch over? Then there are fancy drinks for early morning made using beetle leaves. It is tough. But the money has been thrown in that direction so diabetes, you better get cured now. I am not a doctor. So the disclaimer this treatment may cure diabetes. But there are more straightforward ways available like daily walks, modifying the daily intake quantity and reducing carb content from the food. And of course, there are medicines too. When I met the lady the other day, she looked stressed. I asked her about work-related stress she is in the IT field. She is not very senior in the hierarchy but works 10 to 12 hours every day. Her diabetes values are on the much higher side. I asked her to reduce daily work stress, but she had no convincing reply on this subject. Nor is she serious about her daily exercise routine. She is simply hoping that the expensive treatment will cure her without any serious efforts from her side. This is probably human nature to find an easy way out. But unfortunately, life is not simple. The essential grind required by the situation has to be met, come what may. Fancy, expensive solutions do not always work unless we follow the basics. There is no free meal in life's grind. Pakistan had been rhetorically saying that one Pakistani soldier was good enough to kill 10 Indian soldiers. So before the 1971 war, they had procured F-16 fighters and patent tanks from the U.S. But during the war, India's ancient NAT fighters and old-designed Sherman tanks won a decisive battle because of the better training and the skill sets of the Indian forces. Pakistan hoped that they could win the war by throwing money at the fancy equipment. They forgot that the Indians could also think smartly and plan accordingly. If plan A failed, they had plans B and C. Friends, life is full of good and bad things. So hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. Ultimately, we all have to take responsibility for the situation in our life. Money does not solve all problems.